I'm Shelley Schlender. This is How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show. Today is Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. Coming up, the Colorado Environmental Film Festival starts this Thursday in Golden, featuring films about the legacy of Stuart Udall. He was certainly the first person in the U.S. government that understood environmental justice issues fully. Reviving rivers in dry regions of the world. If you do something for water, water gives to everything for us. And activists fighting Suncor. These things that we smell every day and every night and every morning, that's what's making us sick. All that and more coming up. Starting this Thursday, you can immerse yourself in films about the health of the planet, people trying to save the planet, and the beauty of the natural world. It's the Colorado Environmental Film Festival. You can attend in person this weekend in Golden or enjoy it online. We'll get a sneak preview today from the festival's co-chair, Dave Steinke, and we'll talk with one of the world's most respected environmental filmmakers, John DeGraff, about his new documentary, Stuart Udall and the Politics of Beauty. Here's an excerpt from John DeGraff's documentary, starting with LBJ, President Lyndon B. Johnson. The water we drink, the food we eat, the very air that we breathe are threatened with pollution. It was a time when care for the environment came into its own. My father was a visionary. In the halls of government, Udall was its leading prophet. He was thinking way down the road. Frost was a poet who wanted to be a statesman. Stuart Udall served our country in ways beyond counting. And Stuart was a statesman who wanted to be a poet. He had the courage and had the vision to recruit young African Americans, even while we practice as a nation segregation. What we felt across Indian country was that Stuart was there with us. He was certainly the first person in the U.S. government that understood environmental justice issues fully. That's an excerpt from the film Stuart Udall and the Politics of Beauty. It's going to be featured at this weekend's Colorado Environmental Film Festival in Golden. Here's more about the festival from its co-chair, Dave Steinke. It'll be at the American Mountaineering Center in Golden. It's the old Golden High School right across the river from downtown Golden. Opening night is Thursday night. It's our community night. It's free to the public. All they have to do is reserve a ticket. We have busloads of children coming in on Friday morning, and then we continue films all day Friday, all day Saturday, and all day Sunday. So it's really a four-day festival. How many people will be coming? Coming out of the pandemic, it's a little hard to know exactly how many people want to come back and watch as a community. We certainly hope that it's lots of people, but the last time we were in person, we had a little over 2,000 people over the four days. And how many films did you show? This time we'll be showing almost 95 films. It's a lot of films in a lot of segments over four days. Everybody should be able to find a film that they want to see or see a film that surprises them and they'll learn something. Well, Dave Sankey, you have so many strong films in this film festival and a number of people who will be there live to explain their films. Yeah, that's the great thing about it. I think we have 15 or 18 directors, producers, people who starred in these documentaries coming. I think John DeGraff might be the one who's coming the farthest. John DeGraff. Ah. Well, hello there, John DeGraff. <laughs> you want to say a little bit about why you're famous? <laughs> 
I'm not. I, my my fame in three dollars will get me a short latte. Sometimes not even that. But uh, anyway, I'm really excited to come to the festival. I've met Dave before. I've been I had a film in the festival some years back. Have made a lot of environmental films over my 45 year career as a filmmaker. So it it is the genre that I like most. This is a science show. It's not like the Grammys. It's not like something where we want to just be entertained. We want to find out about the science and what is the purpose of these stories. We'll play a brief clip of your film, John DeGraff, which is about the Udalls. And this one's close to home for Colorado because we here in Colorado, we hear about the Udalls all the time. That doesn't mean that everybody knows who they are. Let's play a clip first. Sure, sure, sure. More national park units were created under his watch than any other interior secretary in history. The Wild and Scenic River Bill passed the Senate unanimously. Democrats and, and Republicans used to get together and have dinner parties together. And it passed the House 265 to 7. He hated materialism. He thought Americans were all about the profit motive of capitalism and they were willing to destroy America's natural beauty. It was just a huge loss. We were called the Atomic Band because we played for atomic bombs. Our government viewed us all as expendable. We were sacrificed to national security. He spent a decade of his life on it. He didn't make a dime. And may this day bring forth the beauty of everything I do, the things I see, the lives I touch, May all of these be part of the beauty. I feel like the politics of beauty is still there, and it's up to us to keep it alive. You're tuned to How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show. I'm Shelley Schlender. We've just heard an excerpt from John DeGraff's documentary, Stuart Udall and the Politics of Beauty. DeGraff will be at this weekend's Colorado Environmental Film Festival in Golden. He'll talk about his film, and he'll talk with the audience. Now here's more from filmmaker John DeGraff. Stuart Udall is absolutely right. Now I know that you're, you had a Colorado senator, uh, Mark Udall, who is uh, the son of Mo, who is Stuart's brother, and was a congressman from Arizona. And then Stuart's own son, Tom Udall, and, and uh, Mark's cousin was a U.S. senator from New Mexico for many years. Most people in Colorado know something about the Udalls, but you give a whole different dimension to them. What drew you to do this story? You know, I interviewed Stu Udall back in 1988 for a film I did about a famous environmentalist named David Brower, who's prominent in this film as well. Um, they struggled over whether there should be dams in the Grand Canyon, and Stuart was persuaded by David that he should stop these proposed Grand Canyon dams. And I was very, when I interviewed Stu, I was very impressed by his humility, his willing to say, look, I made a mistake. Dave Brower showed me I was wrong. And for that, I'm in his debt. Um, you don't hear that a lot from politicians, uh, especially these days. And, and so uh, in 2020, I saw one of these 100 years ago things that lots of newspapers have. And it said that if that Stuart Udall was born January 30th, um, 19, January 31st, 1920. And I thought, Stuart Udall, wow, um, I wonder if anybody's really done a film about him. And I found that there was one very nice piece on YouTube, very short, from New Mexico Public Television, done when Stuart died in 2010, but not much else. And 
So I thought, I want to do this film. And you know, it's kind of a love letter to the Udalls and the Udall family. The interesting thing about Stuart Udall is while he died 13 years ago and was most famous in the 1960s, he's so completely contemporary in the issues that he cared about and fought for. He was the first American political figure to understand the issue of environmental justice. Uh, he was a great campaigner and fighter for racial justice, which is a big issue in our society today. He and his brother Mo, who were basketball stars at the University of Arizona in the 1940s, enforced the integration of a campus that was very segregated by bringing friends, African-American friends, to the cafeteria with them and insisting that they were going to stay and the university needed to change its politics. Well, John DeGraff, you say all of this very eloquently in your documentary about Stuart Udall, and you'll be there to discuss it. I will be. What do you want people to get out of it? I want them to get hope out of it. I want them to feel a little less cynical about politics and about the necessity to make change. I want them to understand that change is hard and slow and that while protest is important, and I don't deny the importance of occasionally going out in the streets, the real work is slow, steady persuasion and the development of bills and laws that are well-researched and careful. And it's working with everybody. Stewart was a Democrat, but he managed to work in a very bipartisan fashion with many, many Republicans. Stewart was the first political figure in the United States to warn about the problem of global warming. As Secretary of the Interiors, he was in charge of oil and gas production and exports. He studied these energy issues, and he wrote in the mid-60s that this climate change was really going to get us. Using too many fossil fuels was going to heat the earth up. He said that the cities of Miami and New York, places like that, would be flooded. This was in the mid-60s, way before anybody except a few scientists we're aware of this issue. John DeGraff, you'll be there screening your film at 3.30 on Saturday in Golden at the American Mountaineering Center, which is the old high school there. And you'll also be there to talk about it. Yes. A big part of it is the camaraderie. It's the conversation. It's uh, the fact that these films are shown to a community and people talk about them. They're not something you just watch one time on the TV and it goes away. We need to build community at the same time as we're telling good stories. Speaking of community, I had a school teacher tell me that she had heard of some of these films because their classes, their science classes, were thinking of broadcasting, you know, of, of sharing and airing some of these films in their classrooms. Absolutely. That's one of the spinoffs that we have. On Friday morning, we bring in about six busloads of kids, and we just show them films made by kids, for kids, and some other films that are aimed at that youth group. And then we package those up into a thing called KEF for Kids, and we offer that on a hard drive at no cost uh, to science teachers throughout uh, Colorado and beyond, and they can order that. We'll send it to them or download it to them, and then they can have their own little uh, mini Colorado Environmental Film Fest um, right there in their classrooms. This is a science show. It's not like the Grammys. It's not like something where we want to just be <laughs> entertained. We want to find out about the science and what is the purpose of these stories. We here in Colorado, we hear about the Udalls all the time. That doesn't mean that everybody knows who they are. So, John DeGraff, this is the film that you have made about Stuart Udall. 
This one will be on Saturday at 3.30 in Golden at the Colorado Environmental Film Festival. Following that will be one where I have to be careful to speak about it myself because Dave Steinke, it's produced by my nephew. Oh, which, which film is that? Reviving Rivers? Reviving Rivers. I'm curious, how did you pick that one? We have about 80 judges worldwide. This year we had 260 entries. We screen for about six months and then make decisions right around Halloween. When Reviving Rivers came up, the number of judges immediately flagged it. Put this in the film festival. This is an amazing film, a very different film, a lovely film, a gentle film. Everyone really wanted to have this message in the film festival, and we thought it would be a a great pairing with John's film. Here is the trailer to show a little bit about what this film is about. If you do something for water, water gives to everything for us. No water, no food, no fodder. Nothing is in the village. Only the old people living in the village and they are the sick because the malnutrition. Before, no crops, no employment, no grains, no water. Now is the water, now is the grains. <laughs> now is the enjoyment in the villages. Water conservation and soil conservation is a real revolution. So that's some about reviving rivers. It's about the waterman of India, this doctor, this gentle doctor who decides to help these communities in this driest part of India figure out where to dig basically ponds in places where they'll hit fissures that will let the monsoon rains soak into the ground and restore the aquifers. It's a great story. This is Dr. Rahenda Singh. They call him Dr. Water. He's just a gentle Indian soul who has the trust of the community in areas that have just giant erosion, complete lack of water for decades. He then goes in and studies the water where it used to be and like the areas where water should be and informs the community where that should be. They dig there, and miraculously, there's uh, soon water and soon ponds. John DeGraff, your film about Stuart Udall, this film about reviving rivers, they make the issues and the science accessible in a way that you can just sit back and soak up this wonderful film and be learning a few things, too. Another film where that happened that surprised me was The Issue of Tissue. Yeah, this film is called The Issue with Tissue, a boreal love story. It's uh, two hours long, so it's a long film. It'll be screening on Friday at 3.30 in the Foss Theater, the upstairs theater. It's a big film. It's beautiful. It's the directorial premiere for Michael Zelnicker. He's been a star in a lot of Hollywood movies, and now this is his film about the boreal forest north of Canada, and it's told in the voice of indigenous tribes that manage those lands, those are the old lands north of Canada, And we're clear-cutting most of the boreal forest up there so that Americans generally can have nicer toilet tissue. Let's play a little bit of the trailer and get the sound of what this film is about. 
The toilet paper industry in the United States is an enormous purchaser of pulp from the boreal forest. We are literally flushing our forests down the toilet. It's been described as the lungs of the planet. It's the homeland of 600 indigenous communities. You can't remove us. If you want to learn about life, let me take you to the land. Countless lakes, countless rivers. Not just our home, it's our mother. They don't see a tree with life. They see a tree that makes money. We've had to endure the brutalness, you know, of another people. They killed your grandpa the buffalo so that you will starve. We've got these concentration camps. We'll call them reserves. And then, of course, I get shipped to the residential school. Change their religion, change their language. Designed to strip the Indian from the child. Break them right now, destroy them. Our connection to our land has been robbed. They lied to us that the animals were ours. They lied to us when they said the trees and the forests were ours. That tree is family. If you take a part of my forest, it will no longer be a forest. And I don't know what that will become, but I know that I will not survive there. It's kind of an emotional appeal to the audience to make some better buying choices. And that I don't think this is an issue a lot of people have a great awareness of. And um, I think that's why this is an important film. Yes, that Canada is clear-cutting its old-growth forests, largely for things like toilet paper. And in the process, they're raising the real danger of the caribou going extinct. They're destroying one of the great carbon sinks in the world. Absolutely, and, and, and that ties to another film called Pleistocene Park, which is an unusual film in uh, Siberia, where a Russian scientist is trying to recreate the Pleistocene era in Siberia to again hold that carbon sink in the permafrost. A lot of scientists now feel that that is the secret. That might be our best answer, is to hold the carbon in the ground, in the permafrost, in the boreal forest, in an issue with tissue, and hold it there rather than letting it escape. This is How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show. I'm Shelley Schlender talking with Dave Steinke, who is the leader of the Colorado Environmental Film Festival that's happening this weekend in Golden at the American Mountaineering Center. One of the other films, it's called A Good Neighbor. It's about our one and only oil processing refinery in Colorado, Suncor, that's on the way to Denver International Airport. Shall we play a clip about this film? It's one of the most polluted area codes in the nation. My son was having bloody noses, my daughter has the migraines, and, and my mom got sick on me, and I got sick. These things that we smell every day and every night and every morning, that's what's making us sick. A lot of people's like, why don't we just move? Well, we can't afford to move one. We end up in places like Commerce City because they push us out of these gentrified areas and we move up where it's cheaper to live. 
there is regular people doing the work yeah. for this election. Hey, neighbor, did you vote already? After 100 years of environmental racism and environmental injustices, this, this community's fed up. We're, we're done. You know, I think right now we're, we're waking up. I'm not alone. No estoy sola. I want to let my leaders know that. I want to lo let all the polluters know that. That I'm not alone anymore, okay? No estoy sola. That's an excerpt from A Good Neighbor, a documentary about Lucy Molina and the high pollution levels in Commerce City. Now let's hear more from this weekend's Colorado Environmental Film Festival co-chair Dave Steinke. The beauty of this is that this is super local to Colorado. We've talked about Reviving Rivers, which was made in India. John's film all across the United States. And this is from a couple of local directors, Maggie Hart and Brittany Zampella. And it's really a documentary about a Latina single mom by the name of Lucy Molina. She has a very powerful fight against racism, against climate change, and organizational corruption in Commerce City, right near the Suncor refinery, which has now been in the news. She talks about how where she lives in Commerce City near Suncor is one of the nation's most polluted zip codes. That's correct. It's been shut down for uh, a number of months. Just in the recent past, it's now reopening. I think most people who drive to the airport and see Suncor or spend some time in Globeville neighborhood would agree uh, that it is just, um, it is one of the most polluted areas in the Denver metro area for sure. So there's Lucy, a mother on Medicaid, she says in the documentary, whose kids have nosebleeds and headaches like a lot of the kids in her neighborhood. And she's also aware that the permitting for the pollution in many of the industries around her is very lax. And that's why she's running for council in Commerce City. Yeah, it's a great story. Uh, we have a film called Chemical Brothers in this film. This is about fluoride mining in Italy. And after you watch the film, you say, oh, that's so far away. And you think about um, mining in Peru and diamond mining in Africa. And you see these films and you think, oh, that happens over there. But this film, A Good Neighbor, drives that home uh, through Lucy's story and her platform of better health makes better neighborhoods. And she should be on the city council because of that. So it's a great story that you can drive 10 minutes from downtown Denver and be right in the middle of that story. Right in the middle of that industrial area called Suncor and understand better what's going on with people like Lucy Molina and why she's trying so hard to get her voice into politics in Commerce City. John DeGraff, as somebody who did the Stuart Udall documentary, what do you think of all of these voices talking about the environment? The more the merrier. You know, we could be talking about Academy Award-winning films or comedy films, but you all put your a lot of your life's work into doing films about the environment. You don't have as big an audience. You don't get the big bucks at, at the movie theaters. I am always encouraged by John DeGraff and other filmmakers when we interview them or when they get up on our stage. They spend their time, their money, their energy, their knowledge to let us know what these issues are. If you think you know something about Stuart Udall, you don't know anything until you see John's film. He's not going to make a million dollars on this. He's not going to get worldwide distribution on this film. But those who come and meet John 
will understand the passion and the desire that these filmmakers have for our environment and trying to save our planet. The whole Udall family and your Mark Udall, your senator, uh, Tom Udall, Stewart, uh, their father and, and uncle, the whole Udall ethic as a family, going back to their grandfather, was public service. It's that we have to commit to our community. We have to serve it in various ways. One of those being a good quality environment, but another for Stuart being racial justice, being uh, world peace. Uh, there are so many ways that we can get involved and so many important things to do. I think one of the lessons I want to make, though, is that it's really important to have the facts. It's really important to go understand that these are slow processes, that you need to be willing to compromise. You need to be willing to persuade people who don't agree with you to talk to people who are not like you and not simply preach to the choir. We feel it's our mission to take these passionate filmmakers, their messages, and open it up to audiences and not just the choir, but to anybody to, to help educate and to help motivate um, people to 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 action to vote to to march uh, to, like John said public service oh my goodness I was a public servant for thirty eight years and um, there's nothing greater than that and uh, this this message that John brings to us hopefully will inspire the next senator or congressman or president who sits in the thoughts theater and watches his film uh, that would be beyond our wildest dreams. This film festival happening this weekend, starting on Thursday, going through Sunday. You can find out more by going to the Colorado Environmental Film Festival website. You can do it virtually. You can pick up tickets to one event. You can pick it up for several events. Any way that you want to connect in, you can do it. That's all for this edition of How on Earth. Our executive producer is Beth Bennett. This week's show was produced and engineered by yours truly, Shelley Schlender. Our theme music was written and produced by Josh Cutler. Additional music and film excerpts from the Colorado Environmental Film Festival. Visit our website at howonearthradio.org to find past episodes, extended interviews, and links to what we've talked about today. Questions or comments? Call the KGNU comment line at 303-447-9911 for How on Earth, the KGNU Science Show. I'm Shelley Schlender.